0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE.
1: It's, yeah. like it's like rooting for your, I don't know, who's Kansas' biggest rival in basketball?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Mizzou back in the day, I okay. guess. So yeah. it's
1: just faux pas. You just yeah. don't do it. Obviously, I don't think I've ever celebrated with my shirt over my head. <laughs> it was just something happened that uh, the emotion came out.
0: All right, you ready? Let's go. From Fox 4 News in Kansas City. Are we rolling? Are we on? Hello. Hello. I'm Nick Vassos. <laughs> this is Signal Hill. All right, joining us now, we're going to talk a little bit of soccer here in light of the World Cup on Fox 4. And, of course, we got to bring in our sporting KC experts here. Uh, free agent signed in February, uh, defender midfielder Brad Evans, who's had a long career in MLS. He's got, I think, 25, 27 caps uh, for the – uh, men's team, which am I which right. Around is right? There. Yeah. right around there, yeah. somewhere around right. there. you get got a lot of experience, we know that. We also have rookie uh, defender Graham Smith here, who is from uh, Colorado and recently got your first playing time here in yeah. Sporting's big win over Houston. Welcome in to both you guys. Uh, great to have you here. So I guess let's talk, with, uh, let's talk a little bit about World Cup, because uh, on TV we kind of float at about 30,000 feet, so we don't really get to talk in depth about the game. But we'll ask you here, what have been your guys' surprises so far during the games? Graham, you want to take it? Yeah, I'll start up. Um, I would say my biggest surprise
2: has been Russia. I won't steal Brad's. His is Argentina. But uh, as I said earlier, you know, Russia, you kind of come in. You know, there's going to be a little advantage being the home country. Mm -hmm. You've got the crowd behind you. I can't remember. Has
0: has Russia always been
2: good, or do they have Um, a
1: good? Is is the Russian league good? Yes. Now the league is good. Okay. They have some serious money, and we all know where that money comes from. But they have some serious money (laughs) being dumped in. So a lot of those players don't even play abroad. They don't play in the English Premier League. They don't play in Spain. Really? They stay domestic there. Yeah. Just because the money is amazing, and the league is actually is actually very good.
0: Wow. And so the only time that anybody in the world gets to see them. Is when the World Cup comes around,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, there's, there's a handful of them that do play abroad, but for the most part, they're not on the on the big stage, and this is their uh, their chance to shine. I've never heard of these guys before, most of them, mm-hmm. um, and they've far outperformed my expectations when I initially filled out my bracket.
0: I don't want to get, uh, you guys are going to know, but is the Federations Cup, is that the one where all of the Euro leagues get together and compete in the winter uh, wins the Federations Cup is that right so that's it U- uh, the UEFA Euro,
1: the Euro Euro yeah. Championship Euro Championship that's okay in so does Russia
0: ever compete in that event
1: yeah they yeah. do. I think they have historically okay. but just historically not a, a team that's performed extremely well uh, okay. in the World Cup all right. So, what, what's your surprise, Brad? Uh, Argentina is my, my big surprise. I mean, all all and we talk about Russia's players playing domestic. Almost all of Argentina's players play abroad, and whether that's at the biggest teams in the world, uh, Barcelona, Man City, right now, um, they've they have not performed well. And that's not to say that they'll get their act together in the last game and, and make a push to to advance. And uh, if they do, they can get some confidence. But from what I've heard uh, in the media is that they basically want to control the team themselves. They're, they're over their coach. Um, they, they don't think that he should be making any decisions. They want to play new players. They want to play a new formation. Um, and that can cause unrest, as we know, and, and you've seen that already.
0: Should they not start Messi? No, well, I mean, that's, no that's way.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> way. I, I wish he had uh, some more... Cajones, to, to, you don't ever see him yell on no, the field and ever. direct. He's, he's not that type of captain. You know, There's different types of captains, ones that lead by example, which is what he is, and you see others that really take things on their shoulders and, mm-hmm. and direct and point and 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 conduct, right? Mm-hmm. He's more of a guy w- with the ball at his feet. That's how he conducts play. So uh, for
0: me, they need somebody to really step up and, and, and do it on the field. Some argue that the uh, Argentine side has – too many players who say, who play the same position, the central mid, where Messi plays. They've got three or four players, so you might have three or four out there that are that are out of position. Is that a fair argument?
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. You see that with uh, Dybala. Uh, that's kind of the big argument. You look at the lineup, they're stacked. Like last game, you're we were talking we're surprised they're not playing players like Di Maria, Dybala, but oftentimes those styles are too similar to Messi that it just doesn't make sense to play
0: mm-hmm. like three work. of those guys at the yeah. same time.
1: Well, whatever they're doing hasn't worked so far, so they need to figure out something.
0: True. Yeah. In a situation like that, do you go completely different, or do you go fundamental? Which is the best way to go?
1: Well, you have to win. So you kind of throw fundamentals out the window. So in in my opinion, you have a striker, who hasn't started the first two games. And now I think that you'll see two forwards up top for them instead of just one with with Aguero. (laughs) Maybe play three in the back, five in the midfield, and and throw two up top. and, And you kind of have to go for it right now.
0: Okay. Uh, Brad Evans and Graham Smith uh, from Sporting KC, our guests here. We're talking World Cup soccer, which you can watch on Fox 4. Let's talk about some of the countries. I mean, U.S. is not in it. Boom, 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 boom. So who are you rooting for, Graham? Who am I rooting for? Yeah. I,
2: I'd say who am I excited to watch. I've been excited to watch England recently. Yep. Yeah. Uh, They've really been performing well. A is lot that of fun to, to watch. because
1: you want to see them fail or you're expecting to see them fail? No, per, I mean, <laughs> per usual. I mean, I
2: am expecting to see them fail, but I'm excited to see them doing well. Yeah. I see, you see these I videos agree. of, uh, I don't know if you've seen that video of the England fans in a bar just going crazy when the first <laughs> goal is scored. That's, that's yeah, nuts. They're not yeah, to watch. they were up to
0: a, a good in a lather, weren't they? Oh, yeah. That, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And they don't care. It's all day for them. Yeah. All day. All day. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, Rooting for Belgium, just because I've...
2: The golden generation? Yeah,
1: I, w- I really want to see them do well. Um, they're a team that, you know, the past four four years has kind of underperformed, mm-hmm. um, but they cruised through qualification, and now they seem to be catching stride, if they can stay healthy through this tournament. They've kind of pushed guys to their limit in the first two games. Um, rumbling say that there's a few uh, thigh injuries, muscle injuries, so hoping that they can uh, progress and uh, and do well, because it's, it's an exciting team.
0: Who's the striker
1: on Belgium? Lukaku. The... Yeah,
0: Lukaku is just a, a monster, a beast. Uh, is he one of the players that you like to watch yes. when this World Cup's going on? Yeah,
1: you, you just—he's pure power, and I love seeing that in a striker. Um, and touch, you know, and, yeah, finesse. So we actually have a guy who, who, who is staffed by Sporting, who groomed all these guys from Belgium. His name's Michel, and he worked. Uh, throughout the younger club system in, in Belgium. And he kind of is the guy who worked with De Bruyne, who worked with Lukaku. You know, when you watch these guys, left and right foot, they're amazing. Hazard, he's the guy who's kind of groomed them. So he works with our academy now. And you see it with these academy kids that are coming up, these 15, 16-year-olds. You see similarities between those guys, you know, stuff that I was not doing at that age. And it's, it's
2: really incredible to, to see. How about you, Graham? Who do you like to watch? Uh, Harry Kane. The golden boot leader right now got the hat trick last time out, right? Tri- yeah, lucky hat trick. People people tripping <laughs> like Brad right <laughs> here, saying all his all his goals are easy, all his goals are penalties. But you know he's in the right spot. He's not afraid to step up in those big moments. Obviously, it's true. Uh, and you can't fault him for those it's five goals. Panama, though.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, all right, let's talk let's talk Mexico here, okay? And um, They've got two impressive victories so far. Really impressive. Uh, yeah, yes. the, the win over Germany, which was the most unlikely for sure, and then their most recent win, which was over uh, South Korea, I believe. Was that right? Yeah. Um, so what do you guys think about uh, Mexico side? They've far outperformed my expectations, uh, but they
1: generally perform well on the, on the big stage. Um, they're very unpredictable, the way that they play. Um, a lot of their players play domestic in, in Mexico, so it's it's tough when you get on a world stage to, to scout a little bit. Um, and they kind of keep things hidden. And Juan Carlos Osorio is going through qualification and then going through the friendlies. He kind of switched everything when it came to, Game time. He's kind of like a master thinker. The way that he works, you'll see him with like a pen and a pad throughout the game, <laughs> writing the whole time. These things that he sees, because he used to coach in MLS, so I've, I've played against him, you know, a number of times, and and they call him the tinkerer for a reason. And whatever he's done is has uh, has worked out extremely well. Um, and. I don't really want to see them do well. It's a team that I've always rooted against. It's a team that knocked us knocked us out of multiple competitions. Um, it's a deep-rooted rivalry. Um, but they've, they've they've done well. You know, you have to give them credit where credit's due.
0: It's stirred a lot of conversation here in the States. I know uh, just on my social media feeds, people have been saying, how can you root yeah. for Mexico? I'm with you. <laughs> huh? I'm with you. You know? Um, Landon's tweet, it's... Uh,
1: Gut wrenching for me. It's uh, it's heartbreaking. It's yeah. like, it's like rooting for your. I don't know who's Kansas' biggest <laughs> rival in basketball. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, Mizzou back in the day, I okay, guess. So yeah. it's
1: just faux pas. You just yeah. don't do it. You know, you go back to your alma mater. Would you ever root for your biggest rival? Yeah, yeah. It's like you get knocked out of a tournament, and the only reason to appease yourself is to want the team that's basically knocked you out to do well because right. it makes you feel better. It's like uh, in March it makes Madness you sleep year better
2: at night when Kansas State went far. You hear a lot of people talking, a lot of Kansas fans, they're like, how can you root for this team yeah. if you're a, a KU grad? I don't get it.
0: <laughs> so American. Right. It <laughs> is, and it it's so <laughs> American. Pat on the back. Right, that's yeah, absolutely. Make ourselves feel better anyone <laughs> possible. Um, so I need, you to, I need you guys to think with your head and not with your heart here. How far will Mexico go, do you think?
1: I mean, I, I honestly can see them making it to the final. The way that things have kind of shaken up on that side of the bracket, you see the second-seeded teams are going to the other side. Um, and so I, I, I see them. They don't have a tough path, really, to, to the final. I think they can do it.
0: We're chatting with uh, Brad Evans, a United States Men's National Team veteran, as well as a MLS veteran. And we have uh, rookie Graham Smith here uh, joining us uh, on Signal here. And we're talking World Cup soccer. Uh, We got your predictions on television, so let's get your predictions here for the final coming up. Graham, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, yeah. My uh, prediction: I think Germany is going to come back from that early start or uh, early slump. To be honest, I was watching uh, their last game. I, if they would have lost that or tied it, they would have been in a real tough situation. I think coming out with the points there is going to give them a lot of confidence moving forward. Um, And then, what did I say on TV? Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, I think. <laughs> sticking with I think it. with your heart, man. You if, you're, if your really, heart changes, I'm really <laughs> you confident. Want to
1: run in from this. Mexico, please? <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: I would never. Not after that monologue we just heard. Uh, yeah, Brazil. I think Neymar's, uh, Neymar's goal there, another Harry Kane esque goal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's huge. You see his emotion afterwards. That's just such a huge weight off his shoulders getting that goal. You can see how much pressure there is on these guys. That's why you know, Messi's performance. Uh, he's just Especially getting so much flack for it. Right. You and in, in uh, Argentina, I know. It's ridiculous. Well, and the, and, and the, the
0: game you cited, uh, Germany and Sweden, yeah. and huh. the Germans getting that crazy. last ridiculous. second, I mean, last minute. Last kick. Restart. I mean, yeah. how, how do you, Can you describe how the Sweden side feels, I mean, even today after that loss? Crushed.
1: Yeah, crushed. But I think, you know, these guys are professionals. We're all professionals, and, and ultimately Sweden has the chance to advance. And that's what they have to be thinking right now is, hey, you know, it's it, it has to be. You have to have a short-term memory. You have to have that amnesia, the soccer player's amnesia that we always talk about. You make a mistake, it's it's literally one second later, it's it's gone.
0: But, Brad, this is the World Cup.
1: Yeah, I, mean, well, I'm, I think I'm that's trying even to, more important. I'm
0: trying to right. think of words or, or ways to describe the emotions that go along. Not only, you know, players, coaches. Fans. I'm fans. I mean, coaches. everybody is
1: just yeah, beside themselves. Got it. Yeah, I mean, you saw it crying. It's, yeah, uh, and and you're still in it though, and that's how that's how much it means to, to the country, to the fans, to the, to the to the coaches. It's uh, the reality is that you're still in it, so you have to bottle those emotions up and uh, translate that into into a victory. The next I'm, game.
0: I'm gonna get your final prediction here in a second, but I want to ask you one thing. Uh, you scored a goal that solidified the United States's. Uh, entry into the 2014 World Cup in Brazil, and I believe it was against uh, Jamaica, if I'm, if I'm Jamaica not it was Jamaica. Jamaica yeah. Big goal.
1: Great huge goal. Too. It was a huge goal. You <laughs> scored.
0: You got a smile. You're just thinking about it right now. Can you describe yeah. the emotion that you felt when you when you scored that goal and yeah. what it meant? Uh, pure elation. Um, and I didn't actually
1: grasp the magnitude of that goal as it happened and, and the historic results of the U.S. in Jamaica underperforming. Um, literally last second, last kick of the game. Um came off a corner kick and just turned. And, and obviously, I don't think I've ever celebrated with my shirt over my head.
2: <laughs> it was just
1: <laughs> something happened that uh, the emotion came out. the And maybe it was a little bit of time wasting, too, just to make sure we got out of there with the Yeah, injuries. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but looking back on it now, when I think about biggest moments, that was by far the, the biggest goal of my career uh, and probably the best moment as well. I mean, I won, you know, two MLS Cups um, but that moment, for some reason, will will trump all. Once you wear the U.S. jersey and, and you perform yeah. uh, and, you, and you score a goal, especially a game winner in a foreign uh, country, it's uh, there's there's really nothing better. God, I just got goosebumps. Right? All too. right, your final. Tell us your final. Uh, Belgium, I think mm-hmm. makes it. I think they've got they've got the firepower um, and they've got the momentum. And I I don't want to say this, but I think that Mexico has a chance to
0: to mm. make it to the final. That would be really interesting. Final. I know. Uh, all right, we got you down for Belgium and for. Uh, El Tri, alright? Okay. Uh, alright, let's, let's transition here. We're not going to leave World Cup soccer, but I want to bring it back uh, closer to what's happening in Kansas City with the United States men's uh, training facility out by Sporting Park, out where you guys uh, train every day. You Actually, you guys get a, a first-hand look at it all the time, yeah. uh, training with the club here. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, with the U.S. absent from this year's World Cup, how much will a training facility like that um, getting, getting more kids involved, getting you know, getting more of a grassroots effort, so that the United States is there every World Cup. How much can a can a training facility or something like that help the younger generation? Help us get better players, so we can get into the World Cup on a regular basis.
2: I mean, it's a huge step. I think the resources that are in that facility, just like you go in there, sometimes you can't even believe what's in there. Uh, I believe they said David Beckham came in at the start of the year, took a tour around, and called it. What, top three in the world? So, any so It's ridiculous. You're, you're a rookie. What did you think when you walked in <laughs> there for oh the gosh. first time? I mean, <laughs> I'm very spoiled. Like, I walk in there and everyone's telling me this is not what every facility is like. like. You're very lucky to be here. Don't expect this everywhere. Um, I mean, it's all I've really known so far. So, uh, it makes you work so high. hard. Yeah. Especially exactly. for, I
1: think, for Graham, it's. it's yeah. uh, It's it's there's there's now a handful of MLS teams that have facilities sort of like ours, not to the extent, um, but uh, close. But I was in Seattle. I was in Columbus. And it's literally it's, you know, rooms the size of this with a couple of tubs. And that's it. We have cryotherapy. We have sleep chambers. We have this brainwave technology where you wear this. Uh, headset and these lights come over your eyes like a a, a visor. And, Atmospheric and, and it, room. Yeah, it's it's insane. It basically just meditate. Um, it, it's hyperbaric. It's it's insane. Yeah. It's um, it's it spoiled is is a good word. Oh my but nap gosh. nap
2: rooms. You could yeah. live there. You could honestly. Live there. beds. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: Um, but to go back to your question, I think. Um, so the U18s were, were training uh, at that facility. And it was actually the second and third team. But the head coach was saying that on that team right now, they have three players, the first team, they have three players at Bayern Munich. They've got one at, at uh, Atletico Madrid in Spain, one at Barcelona right now. So the talent is there. And now the facilities match the talent. But it's ultimately, it's up to the players and what they want to do. Um, they're getting training at, at Bayern Munich, at, at Barcelona. It's top training. So it's not like they're being trained. It's now, can it transition into them Taking over um, the soccer scene, the soccer world, because they're at the best places in the world to do it, and we have the facilities here when they come and train with the national team. Now it's a part of it's our responsibility as an older generation, mm-hmm. uh, potentially a coaching generation, that can piece together those guys and, and get them successful because the talent's there, the players are there, and and can we put it together to be successful? And that's the that's the biggest question. The facilities are great. But ultimately, we have to do it on the field. Um, and the facilities are a part of that, but it's, uh, it's ultimately
0: up to the players. How about coaching? How, how, much, how much do you put into coaching? Or is, or is like the World Cup men's national team, is it a player's game? Or how much do coaches have an influence? I think it depends. If you look at a team like Brazil, I, historically,
1: every Brazilian team plays exactly the same. They're all coached by Brazilian players from when they're young, except for those that go play you know, overseas at, at an older age. So you see it. You, if you didn't have them, if you put them in your white collared shirt, all of them, you would know that they're Brazilian by the way that they play, right? Mm-hmm. For us, it's different. We need coaching. We need system. We need um, a culture that puts us in that realm. If we can get anywhere remotely close to that, we can be extremely successful. Right now, we, we, we don't have it. Um, so we need somebody to step to the helm and really have a style of play uh, and enforce that from a young age. Um, which it, U.S. is massive. Yeah. This is a this is a drawn out conversation, but <laughs> right. it's uh, it's it, we need coaching. We need structure.
0: You think Peter Vermees will get a shot at the national team someday?
1: I, don't, I mean he signed here now until what like 20, or yeah, something? Yeah, just signed a five just signed, yeah, a, five signed year, a five year five year, year deal deal yeah. <laughs> he's, well, he's
0: the longest tenure coach in MLS yeah, I,
1: I mean the success of this team there's uh, no reason why uh, unless he wants to um, that'd be a question for him but I yeah this is an amazing position that he has right now and, and the national team position is volatile right if you, if you don't have success you know in the next four years you Some MLS teams say, "Okay, well, why should you be back in MLS if you if you haven't had success there?" So, who knows? I think I think he's got a great gig right now. I don't see any reason for him to leave. I think a
0: lot. I mean, everybody is just so impressed with the success that he has had. He's got, I don't know, he's got uh, what two or three U.S. Open Cups. He's got uh, three Open Cups, MLS title, and um, you know, he's played a national team. Um, He was. He's got. He was. uh, Parents are from Hungary too, so he's got. This European background, which is so interesting about him, uh, he's played overseas. Played yeah, yeah. In some big, big, so, big countries. So that's um, all right. Well, well, let's let's talk a little bit of uh, sporting here uh, before we're done here. You guys, uh, great victory over Houston on uh, Saturday. Uh, Graham, you got your first. Was it your first start? Were you in the starting yeah, eleven yeah, against first, Houston? First start. First congratulations. What, yeah, thanks, when, thanks. How did you find out you were in the starting eleven? Um, just Peter came up to me and told me. What, what, Uh, where were you? What, what, how did he, where were you? What did, what did you say? I was on the
2: field warming up. Yeah. And normally what happens is the starting 11 will get certain color penny. Uh, You kind of see. What's a a penny? Yeah, what's a a penny? A bib, sorry. Uh, What's a bib? Okay. A bib, a a shirt with a certain color that signifies what team you are on in training. Uh, So I received The blue bib. The golden bib. The blue (laughs) bib, which I (laughs) then deduced to mean I was in the starting 11. Um, So you didn't find out until the warm-ups prior to the game. Correct. Wow. Um, And then obviously you have some coaches telling you some things, uh, giving you some confidence. But honestly, I think that was better. I think if I would have known the entire week, I would have been so in my own head
0: uh, that...
2: (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was it was a blessing really yeah. to find out that close to the game really helped me out. Um, Let's ask your teammate here. How do you think Graham did, Brad? Yeah, awesome. Uh, did you this is it's a professional
1: environment and it's a it's a tough situation to step into uh, a starting role, especially against Houston. They play uh, 4-3-3, and the three up top are lightning fast, and uh, they'll turn your head inside out. And I thought he did extremely well. So I'm proud of my son.
2: <laughs> I think I think a big thing that needs to be said is uh, Brad took me out for dinner the night before, uh, really really gave little, me little some sage good advice. from a yeah, veteran. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're called, food. we're called brothers by a few uh, <laughs> yeah. fellow diners. fellow yeah. diners. Really took it so
0: as a compliment. We were, yeah,
1: nice uh, older ladies. Yeah.
0: What about your uh, What about your old uh, college mate, uh, Kyrie Shelton, getting the game winner? Yeah, awesome. I mean, anytime
2: you come in as a sub, perfect. As an attacker, as an attacking player, you want to make a difference. Him and Diego both did that with their goals, and uh, it's great to see he deserves it. Yeah, the team the team is flying right now
1: from top to bottom. Um, it's one of those things where you have to just ride that wave as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know that there's ups and downs in, a, in an MLS season. But <clears throat> you hope to just hit the highs when you can and, and collect as many points as possible. And uh, right now it's it's really exciting to watch and be a part of
0: few more minutes with uh, Brad Evans, uh, MLS veteran and United States men's national team player, as well as rookie Graham Smith, both of Sporting KC. Uh, Brad, let's talk about you. You've, got, you've had a long career in MLS, started with uh, Columbus, and then uh, nine years uh, with the Seattle Sounders, and now this is your first year with Sporting here, signed as a free agent in February. Given all of your success uh, playing primarily in Seattle where we've won a couple of Cups, What's it like here in this first year with sporting since coming on in February?
1: Um, First of all, I say I'm really happy. Um, I go home happy every single day, and that can't be uh, said the same for my situation back in Seattle. Um, Towards the end, um, you know, it was difficult for me, to say the least. Um, But, like we said, with what we just said about a season, is a career also, it's not without ups and downs. Uh, so I had, a, I had a pretty traumatic injury last August. I herniated a disc, and uh, obviously I've been sidelined since then. Um, so I've been able to uh, come in here. The coaching staff, the managers, um, top to bottom, have been phenomenal in, uh, in allowing me to recover appropriately and not rush me into a situation to where I'm in harm's way. Um, so I've gotten three games with Swope. Um, and slowly building that fitness and and getting back to where I want to be and and where the the team wants to be. So I'm the type of guy, wherever my role is on the team, um, is where ultimately everyone wants to play. But I want to see the team do well more than anything. So if my role is... uh, odd minutes here and there or if it happens to be a starter that's the way that I see things so um, top to bottom it's been it's been uh, phenomenal Uh, I'm just
0: really happy. Can you set a a personal goal or can you set a date or when you feel like you're going to be fit you're going to be ready to offer your best to this team?
1: Yeah I think I'm I'm in that place right now Um, you know I had a a bit of an ankle roll last week uh, to to sideline me for this past weekend so the powers that be, it's uh, when the time is right and, the, and when the time comes, I'm, I'm hopefully ready to be called on. Um, I think uh, I uh, my role on this team will ultimately be behind a center back. And, and the two center starting center backs generally have been Bees and Ike. And those are two center backs who are uh, MLS All-Stars, who are uh, best 11 players. And so I want to push them. I want to push Graham. I want to push uh, Amor into into. An MLS Cup, and whatever my role is, is uh, I'll always strive to be a starter, no matter what, mm-hmm. and I'll always push you guys in front of me, um, and that that's been my mo. And sometimes you roll the dice, and and who would have thought? Graham had no idea, you know, 48 hours ago that he would be starting in his first MLS game. So things happen at, at different times, and and this this game is so uh, spur of the moment sometimes. And so just be ready when the numbers called.
0: Last question for you, Brad. Uh, save the crew campaign continues yeah. and uh, you started your career you're drafted by uh columbus in the super draft here yeah. um two years uh, what do you think about what do you think about this it's how sentimental to you yeah, sentimental
1: Wait- for sure it's uh you know i started my career there and uh won an mls cup the the second year started almost every game as a as a second year player and uh Kind of find found myself entrenched in in uh, in the stadium, in the fans, in the city. The group that we had there was amazing. It, it likens to the group here right now, where everyone fights for each other, and it's a uh, you know fifteen twenty thousand at a stadium was a was a phenomenal night there. If mm-hmm. we got eleven twelve, we were so pumped, and that's just kind of what it was back then. And uh, there's so much history with that club, and and the city wants it, and if they if the owners do right by the city and right by the fans, they'll come out in droves. Right now, there's zero advertisement for that team, nothing on TV. The news stations are picking up the Save the Crew movement, but not really promoting uh, the soccer scene. And we all want to see it be successful, and uh, I, I really hope that that team stays. Um, it's, a, it's a big part of uh, my history with uh, MLS, and I would hate to see that just negated and, and, and
0: gone. One of the original teams in yeah, MLS, original yeah.
1: teams, first soccer-specific stadium yeah. in MLS, and we can do renovations. It's in a great location. But all you know, you can move it downtown. There's ways. The fans are there. We've seen it in the past, and the team is is so good right now. They're a very good team. There's no reason yeah. why why they need to be uh,
0: relo In my opinion, re- yeah. Relocated. Well, really interesting conversation, you guys. I've really enjoyed it here. We've had Brad Evans. Uh, member of Sporting Kansas City, signed as a free agent in February, men's national team veteran. Uh, Brad, thanks a lot for coming in. Really appreciate your time. I've enjoyed uh, chatting with you about uh, your career. And Graham Smith, rookie for Sporting Kansas City, congratulations on your uh, being a part of the starting 11 last uh, Saturday. Continued success to both of you guys. And Thank we'll you. be rooting like heck for Sporting Kansas City the rest of the way, guys. Good luck to you. Appreciate it. Thanks. thanks. Some background first. The owner of the Columbus crew has publicly made it known that he wants to move the team to Austin, Texas after this season. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens to one of the original MLS franchises. What is clear is that both of our guests have a passion for soccer. From Brad Evans' glorious national team tally that put them in the World Cup to rookie Graham Smith, His nervous revelation that he is among the starting 11. Motions run high, and there's nothing like representing your country in the World Cup. Go to Foxworkkc.com and click on the podcast tab to subscribe to Signal Hill. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And be sure to check out our website for new episodes. I'm Nick Vassos. We'll talk to you next time on Signal Hill.